Hi. Hello. Hello. How you doing? So, so good. So, so Stone good. cold sober. <laughs> there's a palm There's a palm tree behind us. Look, there's a palm tree. Look, there's <laughs> lots of them. <laughs> Welcome back to the Wine About Birth podcast. We are three birth professionals. And best friends. And we're here to talk about what it's really like to live in the world of birth. It's not all glitter and rainbows. <laughs> or as we like to say, it's a lot more shit than giggles. I'm Kim Haynes, midwife at a busy birth center and small home birth practice. I'm Meredith Rout, also a midwife at the same small home birth practice. And I'm Jess McKee. I am a doula for clients in and out of the hospital and a birth assistant for you two at your lovely out-of-hospital practice. Yes, you are. But you know what we're not doing this week is our jobs. We are not. Do you hear that rooster? Yeah, there's so many of them. Well, we are doing our job a little bit right now because despite the fact that we're on this much needed girls trip in a tropical location. Uh, It's still 70, but it's okay. It's beautiful. It's It's amazing. Um, We are recording our podcast here. So yeah, welcome to our girls trip. Yeah. Welcome to the trip. We are in Key West, Florida. Florida. Having and a great time. Eating great food. Oh, we're we eating so much good food. We've biked back and forth across this island I don't know how many times already. It's so it's mm. so little. It's so nice. You know what else we did? <laughs> what? Uh, we drank a little bit of rum last night. Oh, my oh we should have brought the bottle and shown it. <laughs> what about the rum? What about the Why rum? Why is the rum always gone? It's like, well, because we drank all of it. An entire bottle. bottle. We thought we were going to be like a Face little ourselves. bit responsible. So we went and bought a bottle of rum so we could just drink our own alcohol and instead just, of buying. like. Yeah. And we stayed in. And so then we drank it Before all. Before we did that, though, we had three Three beers each, two, three shots, four shots. I had a lot of tequila. A lot of tequila. Before that. And then we stumbled upon the oldest um, distillery in Key West. We're supposed to mention him, the the rum. Oh, wait. I texted, well, I know I texted his daughter's information. What was his name? It's called like Legal Rum. Yeah, and it's so like the first legal distillery in Key West, and we got the green coconut flavor. So delicious, so good. It tastes and just like coconut. Since we're actually trying to use this trip to like talk about our podcast with people all over the place, mm-hmm. we gave him our card, and turns out his daughter is a chiropractor who works on pregnant women mm-hmm. and babies in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. In Atlanta, so Atlanta. He, he texted her the card and was like, "Hey, check them out." Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we did awesome. a lot of promoting yesterday. It was real good. <laughs> Good times had by everyone. But then at the end of the night, we literally just stayed Kim, home and did absolutely Kim nothing. Thought, Kim thought that we should play. It's like that episode of How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother. Where What, what like, happened? Where did this Where did this come from? What was Drunk Ted trying to tell Sober Ted? <laughs> I got, we loud and clear heard what Drunk Kim was trying yes. to tell Drunk Ted. <laughs> as, as we pieced together how the night went. It ended with me waking up naked. <laughs> Kim goes, why was I why? naked? Why? And I looked around. She like accused us of taking her clothes My off. My mouth really was all, it was so that. dry. It was like, oh, oh God. And then I like looked around and then I was like, oh my God, I'm clothes. Where are my clothes? <laughs> You're, are you talking about when you woke up on the bed? No, yeah. When I oh, woke up, okay, it was like 1130 <laughs> at night. about that is the whole night we'd be like, oh, her boobs out. Oh, look. <laughs> Not once were we like we should cover her poop. Nope. Up. We just nope. kept being like, oh, there's her poop. So that's how it ended. Well, <laughs> it ended with me sleeping for like 16 hours. I did 
get dressed some at somehow some point. at some yeah. point. But I was like, why am I naked? And Jessica's, don't worry, no one's a good advantage of you. You just, it just happened. We just let you sleep naked on the couch with the door open all night long. Sorry. <laughs> that did not happen. Also, she fell asleep at like 7.30. Yeah, I was out. I don't know if I fell asleep. You make it sound like a gentle fairy of sleep. I passed out. And I know this is a birth podcast, so um, Kim got to like reenact what it's like to be a woman in labor. Oh I got to do I got to duel a youth through and it, it was, was really awful. magical well it started out great we were <laughs> yeah. we were in the hot tub chugging hot tub. Like, where does it start it starts in the hot tub <laughs> yeah. yeah chugging this uh, we weren't from this well we weren't chugging which is probably I why we were in better shape was a little because i felt safe because we're like we're all locked in here there, mm-hmm. it's like a gated whatever in the hot tub and then i guess at some point i just held my finger up hold hold on <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> And then the vomiting commenced. <laughs> she was so gentle about it. She just like turns her body around to the side of the hot tub. And we're like, are you okay? And she's just like, <laughs> hold on one sec. Like Carly. Carly is an amazing silent puker. So yeah, I really so wanted to be like her. And I lost it. I, that delicious shrimp that I ate all came out. <laughs> In your defense, we also probably sat in the hot tub for over two hours, no, which was my, a not a not a safe choice. In my defense, when we got here, I said, "Guys, I need, I need." You water, did say that multiple and I need times. Food. We had backpacked. We, yeah. we were backpacking back and forth across the island, and it was like a dry desert. And I'm like dragging my feet because like, we got guys. Please, can we just get some water? And instead, they'd hand me we a shot. We just keep taking shots. <laughs> yeah, well, we got here at 10 a.m. and we couldn't check in until 4. So we're just like slugging around our stuff and, and drinking. It was, it was like a, your backpack's like the size of a mini gorilla. Yes, so then awful. like what before we actually start talking about our subject, we went to the oldest bar in Key West. And the whole oh, thing, yeah. there's like bras that people have taken off that are just like slung all it's over so the gross. rafters. It's, just it's like covered in dollar bills. And so we're sitting there having a shot. And Kim goes to the bartender and she goes, I'm just going to have a buttery nipple. <laughs> and I was like, a buttery nipple? She goes, that's right. Because I have a vagina. I'm a pussy. And I was like, I'll have a shot of tequila because I, <laughs> because have, a I have a penis. <laughs> and then one of the bras fell off the ceiling and, then, and landed on no, but Kim. Part, part of it is also that you talked about your boobs for like a really long time in defense of you're getting a buttery nipple. And I was like, like, I right? have two nipples. Why I want to. About your boobs so much. I want to lift them up and, and represent. And then Jess put on the bra that fell from the ceiling and hit him in the that. head. Yeah. And the, the poor bartender was not amused free. by us no, at all. We I kept not. trying to come up with reasons to get free drinks and it was not happening. I did get free no. henna though. You oh, we're did. playing a game while we're here. Yeah. So every time we have safe words, so like I'm not a safe word, the code word. So every time somebody here gets something for free, Which you have to say their code word. And me. it's happened to Jess like 3,000 times. Her code it word is not. glitter. <laughs> Glittery. <laughs> and like we literally, we walk up to this lovely woman who's doing tattoos because we're like probably maybe going to like get little henna tattoos together. And <laughs> I was she was like oh where are you guys from and I'm talking to her I'm like we're from Virginia like I'm just looking at the tattoos she's just standing next to me like floating around and the woman turns to Jess and goes oh I'll give you a free henna and she does her whole arm and I'm like (laughs) I was the one talking to you show it (laughs) like literally anywhere we go Jess gets free stuff so now she has beautiful henna it was really fun. <laughs> but that bartender was not giving us a free drink. No, he's like, <laughs> he was buck not stops interested. here. You're yeah. paying me. Yeah, because yeah. you said she gets free stuff every time. He goes, well, I'm going to go ahead and stop that right now. You're paying for your drinks. <laughs> Damn. Dang it. Oh so then goodness. I ended up somehow naked... <laughs> 
flip-flopping mm-hmm. like a greased seal in the bathroom yep. vomiting and we doulaed you right right on through that we kept and- trying to be ironic about it but she was too drunk to realize how ironic it was so we just actually ended up dueling okay. this hasn't happened to me since <laughs> i was 17 and snuck to georgetown and yeah took shots all night and ended up mm-hmm. on yeah. the bathroom but kim again. doesn't like to be dramatic either or have much attention given to her so i wanted to doula her like i usually do but i also know she doesn't like she that attention that. so every time i rubbed her back i would just like barely touch it i'd be like <laughs> it was like sarcastic she kept there. going get it all out you'll be right as there rain there. Yeah, that was like your tagline right as rain y'all will be right, right as, as rain. rain and then i just remember <laughs> i was in bed also puking still off the side of the bed mm-hmm. so i was glad to always hit some sort of receptacle. yeah you did a great sure. job yes and, you right also, and also to defend you not that you need it yeah. you actually laughed at yourself through the entire thing uh-huh. like anytime right. one of us tried to like comfort you you would just start laughing at yourself <laughs> so for, you were like still there for the record um <laughs> neither me or meredith has puked and we got up and got coffee and brought back food no, and gatorade we and put kim to bed went across the street and Got and another got shot. another shot. We did do because that. we actually thing of it was rum. only nine o'clock. We thought we might still go out last night, but actually, after that <laughs> extra shot, I don't remember <laughs> what we did. I think we watched we Impractical Jokers and went to bed <laughs> at nine thirty. So anyway, we we do have a real subject today, but we are going to record another episode tomorrow, so we'll fill you in on what happened <laughs> today. <laughs> yeah, tonight. Um, <laughs> But today we have our subject that we're talking about because the the last episode we recorded, we finished up with the birth story of the week. Yeah. And it was beautiful. It was her last birth, yeah. not her most recent birth. And, and so, well, spoiler uh, spoiler alert, we did make it to her birth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Did it make it. And then we powerful. get to come here because that was our last birth for a little yeah. while. So, so she did have her, her baby. Our we're going to tell you the birth story of the week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're talking today about babies being malpositioned for Which labor. Which you will, you will understand why when we tell you her story. Yeah. She inspired this this episode. I'm so tired of posterior babies. Uh, I'm so tired of them. And I've been getting, typically, if someone is posterior, I can give them all the exercises to do. And then by the time they're in labor, the baby either has turned. Posterior means the baby's back is against the mom's spine. So they're like looking out out the belly button, which is Mm -hmm. awful. And so it makes labor more painful. But it also means that the widest part of the baby's head is presenting in the pelvis as opposed to the smallest part of the baby's head it makes the whole yeah the and whole then of course they're terrible. like grinding on the mom's tailbone so then they end up usually having to cope with back pain more than actually like, labor pains yeah. which is super unexpected and frustrating for people so part of we so we're going to talk about posterior presentation we're also going to talk about some other things like asynclitic presentation what are some signs that your baby might not be mm-hmm. in an awesome position for birth because when trying to have a good birth, uh, really prevention is like so much of it. Like so things like, that you can do prenatally to make sure your baby's in a good position so that you can avoid those complications in labor. Yeah, because if baby's in a good position when you go into labor, things are just going to go so much smoother. So there is a lot of things you can do to prevent in theory. Those. In theory. <laughs> so why don't we talk about the perfect position for baby it's a good idea it's a great Look at you. idea just, your hungover self just throwing Rocket out ideas all kinds out. of ideas it's rocking so and rolling. If, if we feel your belly first off i was gonna say something and then i forgot <laughs> are you talking, and there you go are you there talking about how you do palpating palpating uh, to yeah, so i was gonna say something else and i just it'll come it. back just anyway your baby should be the spine of the baby should be along your belly like along your belly button or mm-hmm. more 
to a little bit to either yeah, side. Yeah, usually to one side or the but other. But more facing out towards the front. And then their head, because the baby is anterior, which is correct, should be like completely tucked. flexed. Like yes. Totally tucked. It's going to give you the, the smaller part of their head presenting. The occiput will be presenting. And that gives us a nice, smooth labor. That's and like that delivery. textbook labor that you hear about that. It's like a centimeter mm-hmm. an hour and blah, blah, blah. Because that, that part is presenting and opening your cervix really evenly. And it's not exactly. So if the, if the occiput's not on the cervix, then the cervix isn't being open in the way that it should. Like it needs to be spread open. Yep. <laughs> evenly. You're being so awkward right <laughs> now. I don't know what's happening. It's like how you said spread open there. Yeah, I, I made, know. You made really intense eye contact through your sunglasses. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, there. I painted a picture of a perfectly so that's the per- positioned And baby. so then when you really get down to it, there's different anterior lies. And so usually you'll see LOA, which is left occiput. Occiput anterior, anterior, and then ROA, which and is right occiput anterior. Generally speaking, they say the left side is better than yeah. the right, but obviously you can have right-sided babies. Yes, also, but the yes. left technically is supposed to be. And they easier. think that part of the reason for that is that your bladder tends to be on the right, and mm. they say that um, it it changes the curve of your uterus on the right side, so it makes it harder for baby to come into the pelvis with their head Interesting. flexed. I'm not heard that. Yeah. You're so smart. You're so smart. I learned it at Spinning Babies. Oh, the class Love I missed. I still for. haven't done it yet either. Yeah, I've taken it twice. It's fantastic. If you're a dual out there. Or you just like touching Alice's, what's it called? Piriformis. Piriformis. I do. I did enjoy that. It was, it, I really think that brought us closer together. You let I me mean, know, Alice, if you feel closer to me now that we have released each other's piriformis. Considering you guys yell at each other every time you see each other, I'd say that's true. Probably. That's probably true. We'll talk about spinning and babies a lot in this episode because it's one yeah. of the best resources for a lot of the things we're talking about. So definitely check out the Spinning Babies yeah. website after so this episode. So then what are ways that we can encourage that good position and discourage that bad position? So I think that like even if it, it's not coming down to like exercises or whatever, I, I have a lot of people have a hard time with their posture nowadays. So some of the things like I, th- I feel like all of us have that posture sitting. right now. But, like, even how I'm sitting right now, um, like, with Your my... Your uterus is hammocking backwards. Yeah, so I'm just, like, lounging in my chair. We're on vacation, real though, so hard. we're to do that. We're not So if you're, like, lying with on, like, a semi-reclining position, like you would in, like, a recliner... And or even, like, a couch that's yeah, supportive. Yeah, and you're doing that all the time, um, that's going to encourage the heaviest part of your baby's back to flip towards... Your back. Your back, and more likely have... A posterior lie. So we encourage moms to really practice good posture, just sitting up straight. Yeah, birth balls are really good for good posture because they um, kind of force your hips to be in alignment. Or even doing some forward leaning positions, especially towards the end of pregnancy. Like you can watch TV while you're... Or do cats and cows. Yeah, while you're leaning over a birth ball on your hands and knees, that kind of thing. And you could also do that in labor Mm -hmm. another thing that you can avoid that's not like an exercise is kind of how like you were sitting like a lot of people always sit like with one leg crossed over the other or like leaning leaning one way or the other um and that can actually cause your if you do that all the time your pelvis can actually get used to being always cocked or tilted to that side which is going to affect how the baby lies in your uterus. I drive with my left leg up all the time. Mm-hmm. And I, I do, too. too. And Dr. D was like, I don't understand why you're this, your hip keeps curving out. And uh-huh. then, like, months later, I was like, oh, 
I'm driving with my leg up. And he's mm-hmm. like, well, stop doing yeah. that. Yeah. That was another one is regular chiropractic care prenatally can make a huge difference. Yeah. So those are things that are not exercises. It's just anybody can be aware of their posture and how they're sitting mm-hmm. um, to keep their pelvis nice and even. Mm-hmm. Um, another exercise, if we're talking about exercises, though, is the rebozo. Like having your partner or family member do a rebozo before bed at night that can be really good for moving baby forward and getting them in a good position yeah and so that comes from spinning baby so especially if your midwife or your doctor has told you your baby's not in a really great position um which if you're planning to birth at the hospital i always tell my clients because very often i'll ask my clients who have hospital providers like oh what position is your baby in and uh, i don't know idea or they'll just say oh they told me my baby's head down yeah. And so ask more questions than that. Like, okay, my, my baby's head down. Where is their back? Is it on my left side? Is it on my right side? Is it posterior? In the back, in the front. So if you ask those more definite questions, it can give you more information to know, should I be trying harder mm-hmm. to prevent a bad lie position, yeah. and position also like you can do all of the right things and still go into a labor and have a oh, baby for sure. in a malposition Which simply because they're so m- annoying yeah because they move all the time like we mm-hmm. have babies moving in labor just like constantly trying to yeah. get into a position so but they're i like for women to do hands and knees a lot in early labor mm-hmm. like i think as soon as you're having mm-hmm. contractions doing hands and knees or the three sisters or any of those exercises. Yeah, which we'll yeah. explain what those are. So, ladies, get on your knees. It's <laughs> the only time we will ever tell you to do that. <laughs> Not winking. You probably can't see it, but she's winking. <laughs> I thought she was having a small seizure. <laughs> the rub's kicking in. <laughs> Might have. <laughs> we did replace our electrolyte, so I don't think that's the problem. I don't know if we've actually completely replaced them. I'm drinking coconut water and rum. It's delicious. Um, I'm just drinking water. So then if you find out your baby is not in a beautiful position for labor, try to do the the things we can do. Yeah. And so things that I tell my clients to do um, would be I really, really like spinning babies. So there's a spinning babies course. In case you don't know that, we love spinning babies because we've said it 3,000 times spinning already. Spinningbabies.com. Spinning babies. But I love it because, so spinning babies, I just said it again, works on the premise that, so uh, your pelvis is connected to your uterus with a whole bunch of ligaments. And those ligaments, the way that they are pulling, um, affect the shape of your uterus. I usually like to say that babies are made to get in the right position for labor. And if they're not, it usually means that there's something stopping them from getting into that position that they want to get into. Yeah. And unfortunately, you might never know what it is, but it does mean that you should be working with your body to try to correct it if you can. Yeah. And so spinning babies works on like the, the ligaments and that control how the uterus is shaped Mm -hmm. and so those exercises are meant to reset the ligaments so that your uterus or make it so that one side's not pulling tighter than the other um, making your uterus get pulled into a weird position that's going to make it harder for baby to get where they need to be or forcing them to be on one side or another Um, so there is like there's the spinning baby's daily essentials which is a lot of exercises but which i feel like we talked about most of those if you do any of them the three sisters i feel like is the most important and you can do them super like quickly in the day so that would be and you can google these um 
It would be the the inversion, the 30-second inversion. Um, then there is the rebozo sifting, and then also the sideline release. Oh, they recommend the sideline release every day? Mm-hmm. Oh, it's, interesting. It's part okay. of the three sisters. It's so hard to do. You need help with that one. You need someone to at least show you the first mm-hmm. time to he- or watch the video to help make, make sure, sure you're, doing properly. you're doing it correctly. So it won't hurt you if you're not doing it correctly, but it's not going to help you as much. And then something else we talk about a lot. So if submitting babies is working on the ligaments, um, getting a Webster uh, Technique chiropractor, they do some of the ligaments, like the um, the round ligaments especially, but they also work on the pelvis. So if the pelvis is in the right position, the both the... Um, my brain. Rod. The, the in the inside the, the in, inlet. The inlet of your pelvis and the outlet of your <laughs> pelvis are going to be as big as possible to help give baby more room to enter the pelvis and exit the pelvis. All Thank I can think goodness. about right now is potato chips. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I want some so bad. <laughs> that salad that we had at lunch didn't do it for. <laughs> oh, so good. I'm watching you trying to do the actual. Oh, podcast another part of um, just of the chips. night that we didn't tell anyone about was we also kept trying to put pizza crust in Kim's mouth. Oh my gosh! Because we thought that would be helpful. We got pizza. She's not interested. We got pizza, and we're like, she just needs to eat something. We only had one meal today. <laughs> She's just so sitting just there with like a pizza crust. <laughs> She's hanging out. Of her mouth and then she would spit it out on the floor and we'd pick it up and put it on the sink and be like just in case you want it later <laughs> so i'm not gonna want it later Th- thanks guys thank you thank you for that <laughs> it fell next to the toilet <laughs> she was already on the floor anyways Ew. how many times did we poke that into her mouth I could have died. <laughs> I think it was like twice. It wasn't that bad. So we did take advantage of her with a foreign object. It was, it was a pizza crust. <laughs> <laughs> Lesson learned. Oh, Kim also proclaimed Ooh. her love for me and very drunken. Mm, very grandiose, strongly. She was very terms. aggressive about I it. Was, I do that a lot, though. <laughs> yeah. We kept trying to invite our neighbors to come to the hot tub, and they're like, Mm-mm. no, <laughs> no. Not no, no, I don't want anything to do with that. No, uh-uh. just seriously, come here. Let me give you a hug. I have to tell you about about how much I love you. <laughs> so I saw it, and, and I would like, try to like. I push, would die. I would try to like push myself away from them to get a little space because they're having a moment. And she's like, "No, man, you're my backup. Come back. I love you." God, that's awful. This is what happens when you when you put all your feelings stuffed them into a hole. Little box. They all come up <laughs> when when there's rum. When there's rum involved. Oh good. Okay, that was a fun, oh, a, a fun sorry. aside. Okay, so now oh. we know. So their Webster technique chiropractic it yeah. helps get your your pelvis, the bony structures of your pelvis. Because if your pelvis is cocked to one side or the other, I keep saying cocked a lot. Yeah, you do. <laughs> to one side or the other, that's also going to put pressure on your around. on your ligaments and it's going to pull your uterus into a weird position, give the baby less room. And you can ask your chiropractor like how they manipulate um, because you can go home and I think you can do some of the massaging on mm-hmm. your own too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Our one client who does massage therapy work, she actually really loves massage more than chiropractic. It's just her personal preference for herself. And so she's really knowledgeable about doing things at home massage wise to help with that too. So that's also an option. Yeah. 
And also, like, make sure when you're looking into chiropractic care that you're asking if they do Webster because you want to ensure that you're seeing someone who's well-trained yeah. in it and going to be able to help you. Other chiropractors really can help with that, but the Webster-trained um, chiropractors are, like, specifically trained for mm-hmm. pregnancy and babies mm-hmm. um, to help with positioning and, like, helping breech babies yeah if they don't if you're if the chiropractor you're seeing says oh i don't touch pregnant women because it scares me like then maybe walk away get a new one <laughs> yeah. yeah for Good pregnancy idea. yeah i've had <laughs> two clients say that so i guess they were forced to get a new one then yeah mm-hmm. yeah don't do that they want they want to like love pregnant women yeah. just love them yeah all about them yeah um and i know where we live we love uh active health chiropractic and they are webster technique certified and they just do such a good job and they're such a wealth of information Mm -hmm. for our clients as well a lot of our moms see celeste also in barryville yeah Yeah. i don't know celeste as well but yeah i I have heard a lot of people like her yeah so there's just some options but you can google webster technique chiropractors as well and they'll tell you any in your area yeah and so some of the the lies that we're looking to prevent would be like we said posterior um, then there's breech babies. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That's like a whole other. I think we're doing a whole episode on. We're breech. gonna do a whole episode on breech. But, but again, you can like use inversions on spinning babies and and utilize those like a lot of the same exercises for breech as well. And if you find out your baby's breech, there's an entire like portion of spinning babies dedicated just mm-hmm. to helping get yeah, breech babies flip. My cousin just actually had an external version for her breech baby at like 39 yeah. weeks and it was successful. So that's awesome. Yeah. And they actually can be really, really and successful. And the Webster uh, Technique chiropractors have like an 86% success rate at getting breech babies to flip into cephalic lie mm-hmm. uh, without just on their own. They have mm-hmm. to do, do you have to do exercises with that too though? If if you're like you don't usually have to, but like I've had clients, especially if they find out late in their pregnancy that their babies breach, um, so then we'll combine going to the chiropractor with several times with some exercises um, because we know that she could go into labor at any time. So it's like throw everything at it mm-hmm. that you can. Yeah. 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 I if would that doesn't work, then we do the ex- external cephalic version. Mm-hmm. Well, we don't, but we send them to. Yeah. The OB. Yeah. If you watch Outlander, Claire does one. That's right. She does. Sister's birth. Yeah. Which she probably could have just let that baby come on, come on out. Maybe. Because she found out. I thought she did that. No, she did it externally. She did external. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So anyways, we're not talking about breach quite as much in this episode. Because we're we're going to do a whole episode on that. And posterior. Yeah. So then there's another malposition called asynclitic. And that's like instead of the baby's head being straight on the cervix. Those are those like weird cone head babies that you see. Yeah. Their head will be like cocked to the right or the left. Mm -hmm. Or they can be extended mm-hmm. so or extended yeah. or we got like a up. fun face presentation that one time yeah that was intense. you guys actually had a face presentation oh yeah it, it, it uh, was a transfer it was her it, first okay. baby that's right that's and right remember, remember. it was the the ob on call he like stepped out of the room and he came back in and he was like this is like the one presentation face presentation that i would feel comfortable doing a vaginal Dude, delivery i want to you get, could totally tell he went like googled it and like textbooked yeah, it really I wanna quick get, <laughs> i want to get a picture of a face presentation so i never bad see a, i never want to see a baby's face so but if like you 
want to know again. what it looks like um, in Inamay's Guide to Childbirth. There's a birth story about a face presentation, and they have a picture of the baby crowning with their face, and it's such a it's crazy so, picture. Yeah, it's the baby's crazy. eye was so like they were swollen shut so hard that like the, when they palpated, they thought it was a butt cheek because yeah. it was so swollen. Yeah. Babies bounce back really Oh my quickly, gosh. I though. mean, their face looked completely normal within a couple hours, yeah. but it was nuts. And so sometimes it, something we'll do in labor. If a baby starts, if someone starts labor and their baby is like very obviously asynclitic. And I think after the break, we can talk about some of the signs that you're having a malpositioned baby oh my heart in labor. Like um, thinking about that, how that feels. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so a lot of times what we'll do is we'll try and do stuff like where we get the mom's butt up in the air and her chest on the ground. Because if you can bring the baby back out of the pelvis, um, and And then maybe the baby can like move their head where they need to. And then when the baby comes back down into the pelvis, it'll be in a better position. So we'll do like shake the apples where Mm -hmm. we put their, love it, their butt up in the air. Maybe we'll do a video of us doing that as an example. I did a video, um, I was trying to explain to Katrina what to do at one or her. She's like, this is happening. I was like, do this. And she's like, I don't, do you have a video or, or something? And I said, I'll send you a video. So I did it with Brock. Mm-hmm. Nice. And I was like, put your head on the ground. And I was like jiggling him around. He's going. Ah, 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 ah. <laughs> one, one of my favorite conversations we've ever had is like how we think we look in birth as support yes. people, but how we really look. So for shaking apples, yeah. you're like in your brain, you're like, your tits are like shaking it, shake yeah, it, like shaking shake it. it. But in real life, it's like your arm flap is yeah. like going everywhere. Yeah. Uh, we want to do a video like your that. Your chins are wobbly. Yeah. My face usually looks like I'm constipated because it takes so much more muscle than you yeah. think. So and it's hard. so hard to do. It's <laughs> like Most so of the dads exhausting. are like, oh, I could do that. And within two minutes, they're like, I can't. Yeah. And then the this. other dads just watch us do it. And they're like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. it's a lot it's a whole lot of stuff to look at when that's going on it is so we try and always put a towel over mom especially if she's not wearing clothes mm-hmm. so that there's not so much exposed <laughs> a lot of stuff jiggling but it's time for us to go to our break is it already yeah wow. um so when we come back let's talk about if you start labor some of the signs that you might have a lot um a bad lie so that you could try and do some of these things oh, bad. she has a bad lie <laughs> My life is a bad lie. As opposed to a good lie. Yes. (laughs) Um, And so then we'll do our birth story of the week. Awesome. Awesome. This is going good. Yeah, it is. Time flies. We're having fun. Cue the music. I have real music. Oh, yeah. I have real music. (laughs) Shut up, Meredith. So our sponsor for today's episode, well, they're not actually our sponsor because they didn't tell us they were, but we're choosing them as our unofficial sponsor. And we realize that... No advertisement is bad advertisement. So, <laughs> thank you to this our place sponsor for is, our memories uh, for this trip. Legal KeyWestLegalRum.com. Thank you so much for your green coconut rum. Yes. Which was super delicious. So good. And uh, really helped us enjoy our evening. <laughs> In I some mean, ways. That's a very subjective term. <laughs> also, it might be called Chef's Rum. Key West Chef's Rum. But the, the website is www.keywestlegalrum.com. So if you're ever in Key West or if you just want some really, really banging rum, mm-hmm. go to their website. bang a rang bang rang It actually and is some of the best rum I've ever had. Get some of the green coconut And they do rum. samples. So you can try. He gave us so many samples. That's true. He did. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> I forgot samples. about the samples. I feel like the night is piecing together nicely now. <laughs> it really is. Can you? So don't you feel you like you're here for with our us? memories? Thank you for this 
delicious, delicious rum. All right, let's go back to our episode. What about the rum? <laughs> Welcome back from that delightful break. So delightful. I really enjoyed that break. Hey, you know what else I enjoyed? What? That plane ride at six in the morning. Did you enjoy it? Yeah, they were singing Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Oh, not on the top of their lungs, but it was loud enough. I, mean, I it's think an airplane. Everybody, I think everybody long. enjoyed it because let's be honest. Did you they? I'm pretty sure that guy behind us was pretty snarky about it. You can't watch Moulin Rouge and not sing without singing. Right? Moulin it's like Rock Rouge. of Ages. It's like on the top of yeah. your lungs. Yeah, and we were like to. so excited to be on our way here anyway, and mm-hmm. so we're all just like, and we were just trying I to stay awake. I was made for loving you, baby. You were made for loving me. I wasn't <laughs> it was so good doing yeah. it. Because I've only seen that movie one time, and I got so upset when she died, I didn't even watch the whole end. You just gave away yeah, the movie. Spoiler alert. What the fuck? What? This movie's like 50 years yeah, old. Right. Everyone knows she dies. Spoiler alert. Yeah, we need to put Spoiler a warning alert. on this episode. Actually, mm-hmm. some people might really be upset. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. So that was really good. Yeah. That was and fun. we even, we didn't get to finish it on the first flight, so we put it on the second flight so two flights of people got and then we watched to enjoy our yes lovely singing and then we watched broad city because you had never seen it before i had never seen it and it happened to be the episode where they're talking about circumcision and all the benefits of an intact penis Mm -hmm. oh my god we were laughing so as much as i loved singing with you i think my favorite moment on the plane was when kim forgot she had headphones on and goes And she like looks at us and goes, "Oh no, was that loud?" Because <laughs> well, we're like both dying of us immediately laughing. were like, ah! And she's like, "Was that loud, guys?" Uh, yes. <laughs> I forgot I was wearing headphones. <laughs> and then after that, we just didn't care anymore. And then we were on a plane, and that volume is a thing. I forgot all those mm-hmm. things. And then she—it's p- the episode where she shits her leotard. Yes. <laughs> so, so this morning, when Kim went to the bathroom, I was like, "Did you shit in your leotard? I can smell it." <laughs> I, I didn't. It's good. That's what it's supposed honestly, to smell like. Honestly, if you had a leotard on, you might have. I'm really glad that you didn't have a leotard on. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So anyway, oh. some uh. signs that your baby might be <laughs> malpositioned, including asynclitic. Yeah, starting in labor. So one of the things I think is a re- like start and stop labor. Yeah, sporadic like labors. labors that keep trying to start, keep trying to start, and then they're just not doing their thing. Yeah. They, never, they never continue progressing. Yeah. For me, the biggest sign that the baby is either like, well, the baby's either malpositioned or it's prodromal labor, which I think that malpositioned babies cause the majority of mm-hmm. prodromal labor. So it's all connected. So which one came first, the chicken or the egg? Uh, who really knows? The yeah. uterus they or the ligament? S- they, they both suck. Yeah. Both of those situations <laughs> are awful. So they'll be like, they'll call and they'll be like, oh my God, I'm having contractions every one and a half minutes and they're 15 seconds long. And I'm like, no, yeah. that's not a thing. Mm-hmm. Or when they send you like their timer and it's like seven, five, eight, twelve. Three, yeah. two, whoa! Yeah. What is this? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, so on a normal labor, labor, you're you're going to, for the most part, start with contractions that are further apart and easier, and then they'll they'll progressively get closer together and yeah. more usually. intense. Usually, um. So if you have a mom that just like jumps right into really intense contractions, but they're not going anywhere, or they're only lasting like thirty seconds. Yeah, or lots of starts and stops in mm-hmm. labor. It could be a sign that something's going on that the baby's head can't get like really well on the cervix, or and so they're like dilating in a weird way that's causing wonky contractions. Yeah, I think for me the worst the worst feeling sign for us 
is when a mom it's like her fourth or fifth baby and so you just mm-hmm. expect it to be pretty smooth and, and um, fast and fast and then all like it's just like that it's like crazy sporadic like it's not progressing and it's just like those moms get so tired because yeah, things so. aren't going the way that they are expected to go and that's like the worst feeling it's so frustrating and that's another sign too is the amount of pain a mom is in because oh, we're yeah. used to a certain level of like discomfort and labor and moms acting a specific way in labor and you can usually tell if it's like the amount of pain, pain she is in is an unusual amount of pain so if a mom feels like she's being like tortured in labor um specifically like if their back pain is so bad that they're not even like aware of anything going on in the front because yeah. all they want you to do is like shove your fist as hard as you can into their back yeah and it and it's like that and a lot if that does not go away in between contractions that's a good sign that you have a posterior lie baby yeah. and that was happening i mean that happened with our birth for mm-hmm. this week but then also jen Mm-hmm. whose baby was breech and we mm-hmm. oops yeah but poor red man i couldn't believe how hard he was pushing like on her back, her back. Yeah. yeah it was it looked so painful yeah yeah and vice versa with that too even with posterior babies which we'll talk about like some women if the baby's in a bad position and they get hung up in the front on that pubic yep. bone and that and that baby's head is coming down on the pubic bone that's excruciating and that's like a completely yeah. different kind of pain than what a mom that happened would expect to me with, with brock with yeah. brock yeah. and you said you felt a grinding above it just your felt pubic like bone. something was grinding in onto the top of my pubic no. bone it was so horrifically painful like uh, I, well that's uh. what was happening it was his head and then when you threw yourself on the bed in a fit his yeah, head naked got fit. lodged <laughs> off of that pubic bone it was just like dink and there out he and came, out he came. Mm-hmm. yep so there's a lot of the th- i think that covers most of the things that you would see yeah, or it could be also a baby that, um, if your provider does a vaginal exam, a baby that is just not coming down, like a baby that stays floating up mm, really high, high, like they can't mm-hmm. come down into the pelvis well. Yeah, especially if you're having really strong contractions, that should be doing that movement down. And um, another one which sounds really funny is that if you're if if you check a mom like as a provider and her cervix feels like a loose sock, mm, God, yeah, that's that the is the where it's like, why can I open her cervix? To she's dilating to seven. Centimeter. Like it, but it doesn't feel dilated, but then you open your fingers and, and it is, yeah. it's just mm. holding shut. Like a mm-hmm. cause the baby's head there. isn't well applied right. to the cervix yeah, mm-hmm. to hold to it open. open up. Yeah. Um, another thing that can happen, especially with asynclitic babies is like lips on one side or the other. So the cervix what won't is a lip. So that's one, and I know we've talked about this before, that's when the cervix is, like, gone in most places, but it's just, like, part of it is still left, like, swollen, mm, like over mm. the front of the baby's mm-hmm. head or to the, to one of the sides. And I know with asynclitic babies, if their head is to one side or the other, you'll see it more, um, like, you'll see a lip on the side that the baby's head is not applying well mm-hmm. to the cervix. And that can be really hard to get... I need right for that. Yeah. Oral, um, but then you have to get the baby down, like yeah. try and alleviate mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. malpositioning of the baby down. So that's when we would do like the rebozo to shift yeah. them up. Yeah. To get them out of the pelvis Inversion. and then do some, or you could, or you could also do spinning babies calls for like a specific kind of lunges, um, which can help um, get the baby's head flexed to the side it needs to and help move the baby's head to where it needs to be if you're lifting one leg in a lunge and leaning towards that it changes the shape of your pelvis and you want to lean into the side that the baby wants you want them to shift into right yeah because it's making more room Mm -hmm. on that side to try and let the baby 
come down into that mm-hmm. position. So that's when we would be doing that. And with posterior babies also, we'd be doing a lot of like forward leaning positions. Sounded like you said with Presbyterian babies. <laughs> <laughs> Only Presbyterian. Wait a minute. We approach it differently for Catholic Hold versus on. Presbyterian babies. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> um, so then, yeah, another one is like labors that just go on and on and, and on and on, and like on a journey song. But not cool. Yeah. It was no intense climax. Yes. Oof. She said intense climax. (laughs) 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 And we just lost Jess. (laughs) Come back to us, Jess. I will. (laughs) So now that we talked a little bit about things that we would look for to determine whether or not a baby is in yeah. a malposition or Just not. All the yep. posterior malposition, asynclitic. And these are the those. kind of things also that we always come back to having a good provider that knows what to do in these situations, not only to help prevent them from happening in the first place. Cause if you have a provider who's putting their hands on you, feeling where baby is at their, your appointments and then can give you suggestions if baby's not in a good position, you can prevent it from happening But then also a good provider who, if it's happening in labor, also knows these things to do to try and fix it as opposed to just let it keep going. And like maybe because there are lots of babies who end up you have a C-section where maybe like you wouldn't have needed it if there was a way to Mm -hmm. fix the problem. Clients who have epidurals who can't move around and work with their bodies a little bit more. But sometimes I feel like it's it's almost easier when they have an epidural because... You can just kind of turn back and, and use forth the and peanut back ball and, yeah. and positioning, and it helps and you just like relax. Yes, and, and it's that's almost impossible to do when you're in excruciating yeah. pain with a so- posterior baby. You can't just lay there. And sometimes, if you're trying to have an unmedicated birth and none of these things are working, it is the epidural that does help you get some rest mm-hmm. and p- get in those positions on the peanut ball and whatnot that will help you get a vaginal birth but again mm-hmm. having providers that know how to work with you um and also having a good doula to help you get a doula get a you <laughs> know spinning babies get a good doula <laughs> get a good doula it will help just prevent <laughs> like to keep going yes keep <laughs> on going <laughs> that was fun <laughs> on and on okay so let's go to our birth story of the week um mm-hmm. i was talk a lot about things to do too i wasn't there and so i'll just i'll just sit here and make commentary uh whenever i feel it's appropriate so that i interrupt <laughs> you guys as much as possible and you do that perfect doing your job so we thought given that we um missed the last one i missed her last birth which you guys heard last week or the week before we expected it to be super fast yes and if this baby had been in the right position it would have been very fast because once this kid actually this kid never turned she just took it upon herself to do it but Uh um so when her husband called me i had missed his text and he said just i don't want any take any chances like could you just yeah, yeah our agreement in prenatal care was that the second they had anything, we were going to go over because the, f- the last one went so quickly. And when I got there, within the hour, I realized that the baby was posterior because another um, one of the other big signs for me that baby is posterior is that the labor will intensify to the point where you're like, we are about to push a baby oh, out. There, yeah. and we had like twice in that labor oh, yes. where we both were like 
like I kept we're like, going we're yes. Yes. And I kept checking slow down. Like, mm-hmm. looking at her bottom to make sure that I wasn't gonna miss the mm-hmm. baby falling out or whatever that's the a lot worst of people feeling. with posterior babies will get an early urge to push yes. to yes. that and she not did. doing yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I think she did and then they just stop like they yeah. would just space out and I'm like this kid is obviously posterior Mm -hmm. like feels posterior like at one point she'd gotten to like every like 10 to 15 minutes yes and then it would go to every two minutes we'd be like yes and yeah and this poor woman like couldn't relax and though like normally you'd be like okay that's great like we'll get some sleep in between but she had such intense pain from the pubic bone like we were talking about that she couldn't relax and it'll be like a transition level of pain and contractions i've seen that so many times rushing to the hospital like i'm never gonna make it with this baby and then it's like you are three centimeters and it's like what, what the hell mm-hmm. at one point baby. i was um touching her belly like when i was holding her belly and i felt dink 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 and i'm like oh, oh my gosh this little kid. jerk and it didn't Which matter I do what we did we did everything that is what i love about spending babies is like they give you you've got like a list and you just like work your way through and like so we, we literally feel like we did every oh, single thing she, we could possibly do to get that we baby literally flipped. almost had her on her head at one point mm-hmm. like upside down i like even she did, did everything I, we even did uh what is it welchers welchers oh, yeah which is, which is so like the last last resort and nobody wants painful. to do that because it hurts so bad and usually women are done afterwards so if, you, yeah. if it doesn't work they're done you know which is exactly what happened yeah yes <laughs> but like literally there was nothing else left to do so she this went on for four hours five hours i want to say it was closer to six i could have looked but but it and which doesn't sound like labor's last longer than that but this this was like excruciatingly painful for a mom who usually has really quick labor right well not usually but she did she did last last time Yeah. yeah And so, and then and this poor woman, like, she knew how different this was. Like, she knew something was wrong. Like, she kept saying, like, this isn't working. And, like, yeah, she, something is wrong. I can yeah, feel yeah. something's off. And she was panicking because it's like her, she could just tell that, like, it wasn't what she was doing, everything she needed to do, and it wasn't working. Yeah. And by when we say panic, it was more of like, not, she didn't look like she was yeah. panicking. No, she, but in she her did eyes, every she single was thing. Like, there is something wrong and you yeah. can tell that it it was upsetting her. Because she was mm-hmm. in that primal place the entire time. Like, right, she looked right. at her eyes and she was fully primal, but it still wasn't, It's like, so working. hard to put words to what you're experiencing when you're in that primal yeah. zone. It's kind of like when you're drunk and puking. Yeah, just like, oh, yeah, you're just, like, moving. Why? So she, she did everything 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 and, and it was really cool to witness you at this birth because i feel like you were so like you are hands-on usually but especially with Not your connection that. with this mom like, oh, i just you were so, so hands-on much. like you literally because we had to that's one thing we didn't talk about was belly lifts so we were doing lifts and kim was just like holding her belly up for her so basically for six when hours. you do a belly lift that's another spinning babies talks about that a lot but basically you can like stand with your back against a wall or something um so your pelvis tilts forward and then you lift your belly up and in and if you're imagining the baby being inside of you you're trying to push the the baby back away from the pubic bone mm-hmm. so they can slip into the pelvis the inlet, mm-hmm. yeah so she was like sitting on the toilet at one point we had done them in like a million different yeah, positions and i was sitting yeah. on right next to her on the on the um bathtub like holding her belly that way and then her husband was holding her belly oh my gosh he was amazing he he never was probably exhausted like paint like he probably felt like he also got hit by a car the next day because he was just like working so hard because she would squat and hold on to him Mm -hmm. and he was holding her up while trying to hold himself up and it was just 
I so intense. Usually, like if a mom is like, I'm done because she got to that point because anyone would get to, yeah. everyone does get to that everyone point does, first off yeah. whether it's posterior or not you always yeah. get to yeah. that point and we and i think she could tell that we had done like all the things that we knew to do yeah because you were like if this doesn't work then because she was like i'm done and you said let's just try this mm-hmm. because if this doesn't work then yeah we'll talk about like what we can do for you to get some sleep or like we all we talked about transferring because yeah. she was working so damn hard mm-hmm. and it was so hard and it was to disheartening watch. for us too like knowing that like what we were doing wasn't working right like what are we missing yeah. what is happening also we should add that her last baby was a sweet little six pound little baby yeah, pee baby was not six pounds <laughs> no. and that was another thing that we were like we're pretty sure this baby's pretty big yeah so so in that moment like after we had done everything and it was just she and i like on the toilet, on like the, toilet. On the toilet, I'm gonna get all teary because I was so emotional. Good thing you're wearing sunglasses. <laughs> we can't see. We can't see your eyes. <laughs> and she just looked at me and she said, "Please, I'm done." And I said, "Oh, you are teary." I know I you see can't it. see it. I, I can, can tell. See it a little your bit. face is red. There. It's shiny. I snipped it away. <laughs> and I knew in that moment, like, she was I done. can't make. I can't torture her. Yeah. Like, yeah. I can't make her keep doing these horrible things. And so you said, like, okay, we'll get you ready. And I'm usually go. also the same. I'm like, no, let's keep going. Let's keep going. And but we had done there's no, everything. Like, you couldn't, we couldn't ask any more of her. Like, she had literally done everything. Um, so I started packing the bag, which was the worst feeling in the world. And, like, we knew. We were like, you're probably going to push this baby out in a car on the way there. So right. we were trying. You were, like, begging her. You're like, please take an ambulance. Because, like, at least then it's, like, a yeah, little bit more of a controlled yourself. environment. Yeah, yeah. That would have been But they were horrible. not interested in that. So we were trying to figure out who was going to be in the car with them to catch the baby. Yeah, yeah. Because she. <laughs> oh, so much. She did push a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. she like she was. Pull- we had tried pushing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you How have. How many a- centimeters dilated she was lip. she? That's it. Okay. She just had a lip. And so I was like, they're not going to. When you get there. We always go over like here's what it looks like, here's what they do for you. And we're really realistic about time frames too. It's like it's, it's gonna, gonna take hours, hours for you to get an epidural. But I knew when they checked her, depending on the doctor, they weren't gonna give her that epidural. They were gonna say, You're gonna push right now, your baby's right there, start pushing. Yeah. And so I begged her to let like please let me try to hold your cervix out of the way because this is what they're gonna do to you. Yeah. And so I did try but uh, anyone who's experienced this knows it is literally the it's most awful. painful thing you could ever, ever, ever feel in labor. So it was awful. I think we did it once or twice. I could feel that it was so painful. She just wasn't able to like fully commit I mean, it was to the point. To the pushing. Yeah. I mean, it was to the point where like she, if she pushed, she was pushing her baby's head deeper into her pubic bone yeah, and making that sensation not worse. Yeah. yeah. So like she was like, I want to push, but I literally can't because it's pushing that baby's head into my pubic. So we did that first and then we walked to the bathroom and that's when we had that like she would call it a come to Jesus moment like Mm -hmm. we're listen we're leaving Mm -hmm. deal with it she was not she was done and (laughs) we kept trying to tell her I kept being trying to be like look like once you shift gears usually things will space out and it makes the transition to the hospital easier like not not super spaced out but she kind of like she got to a different place yeah she like well she kind of came to for a minute like less primal and she was like this and her hair was all down it was so Mm. beautiful it's like so long um and she was just like i just i'm not gonna do this anymore like we're going it pretty much she was dueling me yeah yeah through like i have to we had to release it we had to let go listen kim i'm done so then my favorite part is so amazing is she like we get 
to the bed and she i'm like if you want to i think sit we were down, just trying to get pants on or something so she could go yeah like if you want to sit down we'll help you get dressed mm-hmm. and i was gonna drive with them and mm-hmm. he was gonna come behind and something snapped in her eyes yeah and she just she went full primal squatted right on down and pushed that baby out squatted (laughs) down and was like grabbed onto her husband and drug him down with her because he had to hold her in this position you were holding her up because it was hard she was so tired it was hard for her to hold herself up Mm -hmm. but she had to be leaning like she put herself in a modified welchers yeah she threw herself oh gosh i was like i I don't know how she was doing i don't know how she was doing it either i had my fist in her back and she was curving her it's like she she was just going she was just going completely oh, on yeah. her um and her and she kept her body's she she body's inhibitions to remember yeah because her legs were like wide squat and like yeah. get into a split and i was like it was so fall I it was so weird <laughs> it's like yeah. all of a sudden in her brain she could see her pelvis mm-hmm. and she just contorted herself well it's body wisdom positions. it's not your brain your body is just like get in this position yeah this is what we it. need to do yeah and meredith had been trying <laughs> back up meredith i was having flashbacks of when i was a student again <laughs> she was trying for hours to get me to put her into this welcher's position and yeah. i was like no it's so terrible we it don't need just, to do I mean, it you could just tell she was so tired and it was just like we were taking so long to transition in between things that we were trying to do to help her that it was like it just was like can we please just do something <laughs> and then meredith got for just a second she got snarky meredith like I she did. used to do when Ooh, i was uh, salty was, she'd be like, salty no, bitch well, forget it now no <laughs> i didn't say that i said i said this is the last time i'm gonna say that i think we should do that and i'm not gonna say it again and then literally kim would be like five minutes later mm-hmm. kim would be like i think we should do this i'm like mm-hmm. um, okay do you so now then as she's like so she's in in a modified welchers you're you and her husband are holding her up and i have i have her belly like i am holding her belly tr- i mean this is like it's all like hands on deck. shoving this kid the hell out of there like get in there and also i have my other hand on her cervix yeah. i was pulling oh her lip gosh. out of the way so we we're just holding this woman up she's like powerhousing it and just i'm i have I never, I mean, it was one of those moments where you were like, you are a midwife. It, this is what they used to do. So yeah. powerful. It was one of the most intense births I've been to. But I will tell you what, when we could see that baby's head, uh, I just was like, <sighs> ah. That was my favorite moment. Yes! Is when she didn't realize that the baby's head was down there. Yeah. And so we kept trying to get her. We're like, feel it. It's down here. And because she, once that happens, then they click in. They're like, okay, it's working. Yeah. I don't think she had yes. accepted that it was working yet. Yeah. No. And so when she, that moment when she finally realized her baby's head was right there, it was so great. Her face was just like, <gasps> like, uh, so was, great. That's when I could feel the cervix finally, like, yeah. moved yeah. out of the way. And then suddenly the head. And mm-hmm. I was just like, ah! and I just was like, turned over and i was like rubbing her husband's shoulder like oh, yes, look at it ah, look at look at it look what's happening <laughs> like, yeah that's so it was, awesome and then and then the second that baby come out she completely went into the person we she's like, know hey, she's hey like guys. oh hi oh i'm so sorry about that like that oh, was a lot that was awful and we were like <laughs> who like how, like how can you shift gears that intensely it but she did crazy. she just like came right back she was like oh hey guys so then i was so it, it's not that I don't get excited when babies come out, but I, yeah. 
we see it. Yeah. Yeah. And it's part and, of our And life. we don't always have to all work the that time. hard for right. them. When I don't remember the last time I was that happy, we are all squatting on the floor. We sit her down onto the floor. I'm squatting over her. You're squatting over her husband. And I just went in and grabbed her. And I was like, Aww. ah! I'm like hugging her. And I'm all teary. And there's body fluids. They're just all over. I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, I'm so proud of you. Oh, my God. You're so amazing. And you can tell she's like, get get out of here. <laughs> yeah. You're in my space. Move away. <laughs> <laughs> we were like, you're the strongest person we know. Which is, odd. Like, Shut up, guys. Which is odd for you. Like, get it. I oh, yeah. She was like a totally different version I couldn't of herself. Even. It's it like when awesome. I started crying when Brock was getting his hair cut. I just lost it again yeah. at the birth for a second. And then we looked down and saw this giant mammoth of a child. Uh, and I was like, oh. that's it. That also explains some stuff. That's mm-hmm. the problem. Mm-hmm. So it was so a giant, chunky. a giant child, and yeah, also he was, what, two pounds heavier a than his sister, three, three pounds. Also posterior, so the baby came out completely sunny side up, which is what we call a baby. So most babies that are posterior, they will rotate as they're coming through the pelvis, and then they'll actually be born anterior. But babies that Not stay posterior all the way, they he come out right at us. They come out looking up at everybody, and so we call them sunny side up babies. Sounds like a charming name. It's not charming, and it was so no. exciting because they only have one boy. Oh my d- gosh, that's my that's gonna make me cry. And they oh. didn't know what this one was, and so they got to call the children home, and mm-hmm. and he walked in, and he just was just like. Oh, and like immediately, immediately he was like, well, this is my brother. And like every single picture that she has sent us has been him holding his little brother and taking care of him. He's just like a little papa. He's just like taking care of this little baby. When we were helping her postpartum, he was the one that had the baby. Yeah, he changed all the diapers. He's so good. So good. Anyway, that was so sweet. So amazing. I wish she did not have to work that hard, but she just kind of re- I don't know what the word is. Like watching her, I'm like, this Reaffirmed is how powerful. Powerful. Like women are so damn mm-hmm. amazing and powerful. Mm-hmm. More and powerful than we know. Work yeah, like that is like mind blowing to and me. And it's uh, so important to be in birth spaces that empower you to like listen to your body and do mm-hmm. those movements that you don't even don't realize even you're doing she, it, but you know. are doing it. Like when she put herself in that position, I've never honestly, I've never had no anybody put themselves no. in those positions before. She just knew it. Yeah. So, yeah. It and that makes me her love body being knew it. Her, her body, body knew it. it. So um, you're the best queen. We love awesome. you. Good job. You know what though? It's time for like us to over. end out this. We're not. It's time for us to end out this episode and go to happy hour for some oysters which are the highest source of available zinc of food you can eat. So we're going to get those to fight Super off important. COVID. Super important. We're going to mm-hmm. fight off COVID. Because mm-hmm. they're thinking that the that COVID sucks out your zinc stores. Yes. Which is why you can't taste or smell. Yes. So we're going to go. We're going to go load up on some You're oysters. welcome for that little COVID 101. Yes. We're going to go uh, wear our masks walking down the street. Um, we have to. Okay. So in Key West, well, we're from Florida, but in, obviously in Key or virginia in florida and yeah. key west you have to have a mask on even biking, on the street walking mm-hmm. like we had a cop walk up to jess because no, her little me. nose was hanging out and he was like put your put cover your nose was it you it was me because my entire face was out oh <laughs> mine no. was out too yeah <laughs> mine was out too so yeah we we're, we're bike riding with masks on so that's fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a cute look um so then yeah so we're gonna go get our oysters and probably some more alcohol i mean i know i'm gonna have some more alcohol it's time. Yeah, maybe not so much. Not so um, 
I would love to get an oyster shooter. Oh, and before we close out, I just want to tell the world about the drink that I I came up with, and I want you guys to tell me if you think this is a good idea or a bad idea. Oh, have you heard? This I yet? call it I no. call it Jess's favorite. I made it up when I was at the lake with uh, Haley and Christina. Not at the lake with Haley and Christina last week. Definitely <laughs> and, not. Um, so basically, it's all my things combined into one spectacular drink. So it starts off in a martini glass, and it's like a martini, but it's with um, tequila. So it's tequila, olive juice, on a toothpick, olives, stuffed with jalapeno. No, we decided one jalapeno, one blue cheese, another jalapeno. Another jalapeno stuffed olive. And then on another stick, a shrimp, like Bloody Mary style. And then inside of it... An oyster, like an oyster shooter. With an Old Bay rim. With an Old Bay rim. That sounds disgusting. It sounds like the best thing disgusting. I can ever imagine drinking. Carly drinks dirty martinis all the time. I Ugh. love dirty martinis. If you are friends love with em. Jess on social media, you love should get on her personal Facebook and go check out the Bloody Marys we had this morning with literally three pounds of bacon on while them. While I was sleeping. I was a whole amazing. dead pig on hey, there. There's a movie called that, While You Were Sleeping. Um, yeah, no, I'll post it on our on our. Our it was business so page. Good. Okay, but it's time for us to go. Let's go get some oysters. So the only other thing we have to say is... Cheers! Cheers! <laughs>